David. Connor. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. And good morning to all you lovely listeners yet again to yet another episode of the podcast that week to week we continuously upload to, to the point of exhaustion. I don't know why you listen to us. And that is David. What's that smell you thinking again? That's right. How's it going, Dave? It's going well, Connor. It's, you know, it's a sunny Easter morning. Yep, happy uh, Easter to all you celebrated. And if you don't celebrate it, I mean, happy rabbit day. I don't know. Ha- happy Sunday, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty decent Sunday. I mean, it's nice and sunny out. So that's yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's warm, Connor. It's a warm Wisconsin day. It is. It's going to be 70 degrees here in Wisconsin. I don't know if it'll be 70 degrees here. I walked outside today and it was kind of brisk. So I was like, I don't really know if it'll get to 70, but exciting nonetheless. It'll probably be nice. Um, But it's, you know, it's sunny. So there's always that, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty similar, you know, like Wisconsin and uh, Illinois seem pretty similar recently. So I wouldn't be surprised if it gets to 70. Well, anyways, that is the end of our introductions. I think we got to discuss the topic today uh, because we did an episode like a couple months back. Where we were talking about movies we're hyped for in the future, which is all well and good. But in that time, we got a bunch of trailers for stuff that's coming out. So I'm like, you know, we should just devote an episode just talking about some trailers, talking about like our thoughts on some upcoming films. I think that could be pretty interesting. And we've got a lot of stuff to, to chew on. Uh, from you know from some classics like space jam to something you probably never heard of you know like thunder force so i mean we've got a lot of stuff thunder to- force. we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today so um if you are ready david i'd say we dive right in unless you have any last things you want to tell the uh, audience uh no no i don't let's jump right in all right i'm gonna take a quick sip from my purdue a uh, purdue thermos that i got today Purdue thermos. Anyways, um, I think we should start, as all good things do, with Space Jam. So, Space Jam, the the new, the next legacy or the new legacy? Do you remember which one it is? I think it's the new legacy. The new legacy. So, Space Jam: The New Legacy. The trailer came out like a couple of days ago. It's it's fresh. It is new as new can get, and. Uh, Boy, is it something. David, what did you think of this trailer? Oh, man, Connor. I I have a lot of mixed feelings about uh, this trailer and this, this movie in general. Um, and I know a lot of people out there can, you know, kind of agree with me. They can concur. Um, you know, the original Space Jam was such a classic, you know, um, you know, with Michael Jordan and uh, the Toon Squad. Yeah, it's uh, such a wholesome movie. It's such a such a, such a simple movie. You, you sit, you can sit, you can enjoy it. You got nothing to worry about. All your worries flew away. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it was a classic film for an entire generation. And then we get this. We we get a new Space Jam movie. Why? Why are we getting a new Space Jam movie? Because well, you the know, first one is a classic, it, so it obviously classic. they got to do it again. But you're not seeing a... the money, the money, David. I know, I know, money, it's though. the money. I know it's the money. But like, you're not seeing a, a Wonderful Life too, right? Like that—that's a classic. Well, don't jinx it, dude. 
You never know. <laughs> oh no. It's a um, wonderful it's a wonderful reboot is what they're going to call it. Ew. Don't, don't even. Uh, um anyways, uh you know, a lot of a lot of mixed feelings about it. Um I just don't feel like it's necessary. It's it, it it's good as is. You don't need to continue the story. Um I I just think story-wise um they're, they're gonna they're gonna be walking on eggshells with this one I, I will say um, nice nice uh term thank you thank you but david uh, but david what do you think of the trailer what do you think i'm gonna get to the trailer you think the meat and potatoes of the situation i'm gonna bro. get to it but i have to first talk because you know this movie out of all the movies is i think the only sequel movie um so it, it, it's it's warranted of a little bit of a pre-discussion um and uh yeah like i said um the the the, the fact that it has a sequel space jam is it, it's, it's not necessary there is, there's no point the movie ended it wrapped up nicely and here we are age of sequels getting a sequel to this 90s classic uh anyways like connor said getting to the meat and potatoes what i thought of the trailer um like I said, they're walking on eggshells at this one. Um, they can't do a 100% copy of what they did last time. And I, I, can, I can see how they're changing it up a little bit. Um, you know, instead of Michael Jordan, it's LeBron James, of course. And, you know, he brought back the Toon Squad. Um, you know, they look a little bit different. And uh, it was a bit disappointing. I'm uh, a fan of the movie. And, um, but, you know, it's, we'll, we'll just have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, Kana, what, what, do, what do you think? Okay. Well, I will, I will spill some, I'll spill the beans, if you will, on this. I think this movie looks like trash. I, I think this is one of the most bizarre trailers I've seen in a while. And I've lost all hope for it. <laughs> um, I mean, the first one is, it's a wholesome classic, as David said. It's such a simple and like bare bones movie it's exactly what you think it is it's michael jordan playing against cartoon characters and that's all you need and it's fun and it's great we all love space jam but we can't do that anymore this movie came out in the 90s and was completely an original idea you can't do that again in 2021 we're, we're past that we've had crazier ideas we've had more fun and unique ideas so, like, at this point, you can't do something like that and expect it to be fresh and original. Yet, they're kind of trying to do that. They're, like, trying to do the same thing they did with Space Jam. And the only way they're changing it up is, like, okay, let's have LeBron. Let's make it CGI. Let's make it a giant Warner Brothers crossover again. That's another thing I hate. The worst part of Lego Batman's coming back for another thing. The idea that they're just bringing in characters for, for characters' sake. Like, Warner Brothers flaunting the fact that they own all these properties. It worked with the Lego movie, but, like, that was because it was literally, like, sewn into the narrative. But, like, this is just blatantly throwing out random, you know, Warner Brothers characters because they own it. And it's not going to, they're not going to affect the plot. They're not going to, you know, actively, you know, progress the plot. They're just going to be in the background. Like, I don't know. I just don't like it. With the stupid, I don't like the stupid crossover thing where they just throw characters in for characters' sake, and this is literally just the most obvious example of that. Um, and 
I, I would be more forgiving if there was something else to it, but <laughs> you've seen the trailer. It's literally just Space Jam. Like, that's it. It's Space Jam backed up with a Warner Brothers crossover and Don Cheadle. That being said, Don, Don Cheadle, Cheadle looks great. That there's Don Cheadle looks like he's going to own this movie. He looks like he's going to be hamming it up, and I love that. Um, that being said, I think this movie looks completely and utterly irrede- irredeemable. It's going to be pure nothing fodder it's going to make a crap ton of money we might even get another sequel i I pray not but you never know what we're never gonna think about this movie again people are this is gonna be one of those movies kind of like the live action remakes of disney movies where like you'll watch it and then want to watch the original more you know so if anything if there's a benefit it'll be that you know uh yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it just doesn't look that great. And also, I don't trust LeBron James' acting skills. I mean, yeah, he's been in more movies, but I don't, I don't know how he's going to do carrying a movie. I don't know. I'm kind of sus about that one. I'm kind of I'm kind of worried. LeBron James is a showman. Is he? I don't really know that. He, he, he plays basketball. Anyone who plays basketball is a showman. Well, yeah, but I mean, no one's going to pick a random player in NBA and make a movie about him. Kyrie the movie. Just like, all right, let's what's a what's a basketball player? Um, I don't know. Let's pick like the third point guard for the uh, Indianapolis Pacers. Yeah. Or Indiana Pacers, sorry. I'm thinking Indianapolis Colts, my bad. But you get what I mean? But like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I think I think this movie was one of those ideas that like People were so hyped that LeBron was getting a movie like like uh, Michael Jordan did, and then just completely forgot to do something with it. They're like, "Oh yeah, let's do let's do LeBron James and Space Jam." Everybody's like, "Oh, such a good idea!" And then they just went with it, and then never never no one ever questioned. You know, what do we have another idea besides that? I don't know. Warner Brothers references. Go go go. CGI characters, grandma jokes. I don't know. Ew. It's just kind of there. It, it's. It's doing its thing. I think this movie looks trash, if I'm being LeBron honest. LeBron James has a son in the movie. Don't forget that. Yeah, right. Because, you know, we need to found an emotional core. Quick, making about a kid. Making about an adult who's not connecting with his kid. Because that has not been done 600,000 times. He references The Matrix. Remember? Well, that's, I think that's a Warner Brothers property. So, yeah, they can do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Also, yeah, there was like also we got to talk about some of the characters that showed up in the background of that uh, original scene with all the Warner Brothers crossovers because like you get you get like the Hanna Barbera characters, obviously you get, you get Scooby Doo and King Kong, sure, you know, like that that works. But if you look real hard, there's like the mask and the characters from Clockwork Orange and Game what? of Thrones characters, like. What is up with this? What is the point? <laughs> it's it's blatantly just throwing in those random characters and just going with it because you own them. Like it is so stupid. It's it's literally Lego Batman all over again. I like Lego Batman a lot, but like I think that's There's the, the worst Flintstones, part. right? What? The Flintstones? The Flintstones, that makes sense because it's Hanna Barbera. So like it at least you're referencing more cartoons, you know? Mm-hmm. But like I don't know, it's these movies, man. Friggin' friggin' cash grab, clearly made by a company. Movies is just you know, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, but that's my complex and layered thoughts on Space Jam, <laughs> and that'll probably be the most speaking I do today. The rest of the movies are gonna be like, it's good. 
It's bad. <laughs> uh, do you have any last thoughts on the Space Jam trailer? Is there anything of note you want to bring up from the trailer? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, the villains, like the enemy team, they look shallow as ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's another thing, too. Like, they, they, are they like, they kind of remind me of like the, uh, you remember, remember from Hercules? When there was those titans that all had like out were like different like you know different elements and stuff. Oh yeah. They vaguely remind me of that mixed with like Power Ranger villains. I mean that's just that's just me. <laughs> it's it's very odd. I mean they're not bad I guess they're just kind of odd. I guess I don't know. They, they were there was never the most interesting characters in Space Jam one anyway. So yeah was, yeah you're right. Whatever. They're they just there to be rivals I guess. Yeah other players you know. Because I couldn't have him play the Looney Tunes or else he'd be rooting against the Looney Tunes, and that's not good. That's another thing, too. We've spent this entire thing talking about the trailer, but we never munch, never once mentioned Looney Tunes. I because, like, the Toon Squad. Well, you mentioned the Toon Squad, but you didn't mention any of the characters because it's oh, almost yeah, like yeah. they don't really matter in the context of everything. Like, you don't yeah. get any, like, real dialogue, like, any real conversation between the characters that make them in any way characters. Like, besides the grandma scene, it's really the only notable scene involving the characters the rest is just them saying stuff and then that one time that Lola Bunny throws the ball to uh, LeBron and goes got you LeBron and then everybody lost their mind because that was Zendaya they're like oh my god she's voicing voicing Lola Bunny like people care about Lola Bunny (laughs) sorry Um, but yeah that's that's all my thoughts what do you think yeah uh, that's all I have cool all right so moving on, sticking with Warner Brothers, because apparently Warner Brothers is the only company that makes movies now. Um, Suicide Squad. I think that's the next one we should talk about. Um, so the, the, tr- the first trailer came out for this one a couple days back, and then another trailer came out after that. So there's, you got two trailers with twice the footage, which is exciting. So David, what are your thoughts on the Suicide Squad trailer? Oh, man. Um, so it's called The Suicide Squad, right? The Suicide Squad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, watching it, we honestly didn't see much Harley Quinn. I thought we'd see more Margot Robbie, but there really wasn't that much. Well, when you got a, such a hefty, a hefty cast, like you gotta be, you gotta be conservative. Yeah, they got they got John Cena. Uh, John Cena, Idris Elba. You got the guy who is uh, the guy from Ant Man. Yeah. Who apparently. He's apparently DC's guy now because he's in like 17 DC movies. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Uh, Nathan Cillian, Sylvester Stallone, The Kitchen Sink, Viola Davis. They got everybody. Yeah, yeah they uh, have a huge Joel cast. All you Joel Kinnaman fans out there losing your mind? Yeah, the whole kit and caboodle. Right. Uh, it, got, it got a lot of characters, I will say. The cast is huge. Um, and, you know, the movie is directed by James Gunn. Um, so, and written. And written by James Gunn. Uh, so hopefully it's a bit better than the first movie that we got. Um, I, I think there's no doubt about that one. I, I can't imagine you could get any worse. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. But at the same time, um, it, it seems to be taking the same premise the other one did. I mean, it is the Suicide Squad. That's that's what Suicide Squad's plot is. That's true. That's true. It, it just feels like in like in recent 
like in the recent years, I feel like DC has been pushing Suicide Squad so much. And I well, don't yeah, know. Well, yeah, saw the Guardians did good, and they're like, okay, let's try our own Guardians. It's like, just, gr- ragtag group of anti heroes. It's really about it. It's just, it's so dumb. Like, stop pushing Suicide Squad. It's like, they did it once, and now they're redoing it again, and now it's going to be a game for it. And it's like, jeez. Stop like, I, get, I get the it. idea of making your villains kind of like main characters, but like there's only a certain amount of like, you know, happiness that can bring you, you know? There's only so much so much of that kind of kick you get being like, oh, look at the villain is the hero. There's only so much of that you can get before you start going, okay, do you just not like your heroes anymore? But like, Connor, it's 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 almost, it's the same story again. And I, and I get it's the story of the Suicide Squad, but at least with Guardians, like, with Guardians 1, it was a one story, and Guardians 2 is a totally different story, you know? With this, it's, like, it's the exact same premise, you know? They have, uh, you know, these, these villains have these bombs inside their heads, and they have to go save the world or whatever, and if they don't, then they die, you know? It's, like, it's the same premise all over again. And it's Isn't like, that the plot of Jujutsu Kaisen? No... No, no. These no. guys have to go eat demon fingers or they die? No. Be, no, not quite. It's a bit different. Sure. Anyways, demon fingers. Yeah. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, I think, I do think, like, I, I think what they're trying to do is, I think James Gunn is kind of taking that same premise and doing it right. I think is what he's trying to do. And I mean, granted, Suicide Squad is not a crazy unique topic. It's just villains, you know, being heroes. So I, I kind of get there's not a lot of versatility there. There's not a lot of room for experimentation because, like, if it gets to a certain point where you're like, oh, like, they have to go do these crazy things, you know, like, why didn't they just get heroes to do that? You know, like, there's a certain amount of, like, you don't have a, you don't have a ton of flexibility. So you kind of have to just work within your premise that being said, I think James Gunn's doing a great job of that because he's going full on ham. Like he's getting all of these stupid characters, characters nobody cares about. There's characters that he's like he's already confirming characters are gonna die, a lot of them. So like you're you're getting like more I think you're I think he's taking the right approach by like taking the plot, which is basically the same, but focusing on trying to make the characters more interesting and doing more unique things with that. Uh, which is I think it's the right approach. I think what Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad 1 failed at was about, like, well, besides the fact that everything about it sucked, was, like, it tried way too hard to try to make these characters seem like characters when it's kind of not the point. Like, Suicide Squad isn't trying to be about human and humanizing villains. It's about seeing villains, you know, take on that heroic role and seeing how they change it up, you know, changing how like, they are showing how they change that definition of hero, you know? And, like, they took it way too, like, mellow. They took it way too, like, you know, hero heroic. They made it too much like heroes. I think doing what James Gunn's doing is focusing on, like, you know, focusing on the goofier characters, focusing on the fact that a lot of them are going to die. You're, you're experimenting with it. And I think that's much more effective, if that makes any sense. No, I mean, characters in uh, Space Jam... Not Space, Space Jam. Jam. Oh, geez. Reverting back. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Suicide Squad. Like nobody died. Nobody died. You know, I feel like Yeah, nobody, it, nobody really died. I feel like it took no risk in that movie. 
Yeah, and all the characters were just generic cookie cutter characters. Like there was no unique character within that list. But now look at look at the the Suicide Squad's cast. You've got like the Javelin and like you know King Shark and Weasel and like Ratcatcher too. Nobody cares about these characters. Nobody ever has. And like as a result, you can do more fun things. Like you can do take these characters nobody cares about and do stupid stuff with them because nobody cares about the characters, you know? Besides, like, Harley Quinn, and they won't kill Harley Quinn because, you know, Margot Robbie loves that role, so why waste your A-list actor, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I really enjoyed this trailer. I think it was really funny. I think, besides besides what you said about the premise, which I do agree, it was a little standard, I think you're getting a lot more versatility, or yeah, a lot more versatility, but you're getting a lot more variety and a lot more interesting ideas than I think, uh, that I think you would have originally gotten, like, just based it off the topic. I think they're doing a great job with that. Um, I love I love uh, Sylvester Stallone as King Shark. He's really funny. I think the lines are delivered really well. Like, I think that John Cena line about like you know the the beach being covered in you know that. Uh, I think that line could have been really dumb, but I think John Cena delivered it really well, which is surprising because John Cena is John Cena, you know. Um, but like you've got a, you've got some solid stuff here, and I'm really excited to see what they do with this premise. I'm excited to see what they do with the characters. I'm excited to see how the plot goes, you know. It's exciting. What do you think, Dave? I agree. I agree. So do you like the trailer or no? It's up to you. Like I mean you mentioned you were obviously bashing it first, so what do you think of it? Well, what do you like think? I, I thought the trailer was cool. Had a lot of cool scenes, a lot of cool characters. Um <clears throat> I'm just I'm just kinda worried about the meat and potatoes of the movie itself. Sure, sure, sure. Well, James Gunn has said it's his favorite script he's written so far, so I'm excited to see what that entails, you know? Yeah, 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 totally. All right. So I think it's time we move on to the next movie on our uh, on our ever-expanding list, and I think we should talk about Wrath of Man next. What do you think? Oh, yeah. It has the guy from uh, Breaking Bad. Does it? I don't know. Yeah, it Who does. Is, who's that guy? Uh, I don't know his real name. But like in Breaking Bad, he plays Saul Goodman, the the attorney lawyer. I would love to know who you're talking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it's Jason Statham, guys. <laughs> that's that's the main lead character. I don't know if he's in Breaking Bad. I don't think he is. Yeah, um, I think I think he is. Is Jason Statham in Breaking Bad? Um, I I could have sworn. I have no clue. Wait, I, no, he I've never no. watched it. No, wait, no. I'm thinking about I think about another movie. The um, it was another trailer that you sent me. I think oh, it was, uh, you're, the, you're thinking nobody. of a movie. Yeah, you're thinking of a movie coming up. Yeah, we'll talk yeah, about that one yeah. now. Or, All right, talk about my, that bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Oh, good. Wrath of Man is the Jason Statham one. Yes, yes. It's, uh, it's oh yeah, it's the one that I mentioned that was uh, yeah. Hobbs and Shaw with no Hobbs. Yeah, right. But actually, it, to me, it's more it's it's Punisher. That's the plot. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's about Punisher if he was a if he was a cop. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's Guy Ritchie. That's I think it's the first biggest thing we got to note about it. Guy Ritchie is a very distinct director. Like, if it looks generic now, you kind of have to wait because Guy Ritchie is the kind of guy who he doesn't take things conventionally. He loves throwing in weird direction, and he he has like really distinct character moments. I mean, if you've seen Snatch, you know what I'm talking about. Like, it's a very distinct style of directing. So, like, I if you if you if this kind of comes off as generic. I think we should wait and see. 
that being said, it is literally just Punisher with Jason Statham. <laughs> like, that's that's the plot. Um, what are your thoughts, Dave? I think it looks pretty cool. Um, it looks like a pretty exciting action movie. I think I think it's a good movie to go watch with your boys. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. No, continue. What were you gonna say? Yeah, I was saying like, yeah, that's totally the vibe I get. Like, you remember that movie um, that came out a while back? It was it was basically Punisher, but it was about what it was about. Uh, Jennifer Gardner. Uh, it was like Peppermint. I think it was what it was called. Or maybe it wasn't Jennifer Gardner. I don't remember who it was. Or that movie Peppermint. Do you ever seen the trailer for that? Um, Peppermint. It's no. literally it's, it's about it's literally Punisher, but it's a woman, and uh, she you know, she goes on a murder spree because her family was killed. Um, it looks like that, except directed by Guy Ritchie. Yeah, which I, that movie is supposed to be really bad. So like I, that's kind of concerning. But at the same time, I think Guy Ritchie is just a very unique director. And I think anything, any vibe I get from this trailer, I feel like is going to be completely different in the movie. I feel like the movie is going to be a lot different than the trailer implies. Uh, that being said, Jason Statham looks cool. Jason Statham's always pretty good in action movies. If you've seen The Meg, you know what I'm talking about. Classic movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it definitely it definitely seems in te- like intense. It seems like that cool action movie. Um, but we'll have to wait and see because yeah, because that guy Richie is a very unique director. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, also, I don't really know the supporting cast. I didn't look into it, but like, I swear it's filled with people that I recognize, but I don't know who what their names are. Like, there's a guy who mildly reminds me of Mel Gibson. There's a guy who mildly reminds me of the guy who plays a uh, Black Manta. Like, I I don't know if I know them or not. Like, I didn't do enough research. I really should have, but like something about it this movie is filled with like it's it's the new john wick in that regard we're like filled with actors that like you recognize you're like hey i didn't remember them being in this movie yeah like yeah, yeah. I, co- I consistently forget that that uh willem dafoe is in john wick i mean he is but i just consistently forget <laughs> ah well uh any last thoughts this is a very brief one but yeah, yeah yeah um i don't have much to say yeah i think rather god will be or rather man will be kind of cool uh, we'll have to wait and see, though. So, moving on, David. Uh, is there another movie in particular you want to get to next, or do I just want to keep going through the list? Uh, let's let's go to Nobody, because I started referencing that earlier. Sure. <laughs> yeah, Nobody. Nobody's technically out. It actually already came out. Um, but it's been out for so little, I think we can still talk about like the trailer and talk about what we think of it before it's before we actually end up seeing it. Yes. Um, so, you want to talk about Nobody? Let's talk about it. Go yes, for it. it has... Bob Odenkirk. Yep, he was um, in Undone. Yes, Andy was in Breaking Bad. Um, but anyway, from what the movie looks like, it looks like uh, John Wick. Uh, I think it's directed by the same guy who directed John Wick. Um, but uh, it, instead of like him being like a hitman or whatever, is John Wick like a mercenary or something? Or... Yeah, John Wick's like a retired mercenary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, the the guy he's like a suburban dad, um, who like, it it looks like he has like some experience, uh, like fighting, uh, because like you see him just like fighting a bunch of people, um, it looks like a very intense action movie. It looks like another movie that you can watch with your boys, um. Yeah, yeah, it it, it looks really cool, um. I'm excited to 
kind of hear people's opinions on this movie. Kind of, what do you yeah, think? Funny, funny enough, it's it's not actually directed by uh, the guy who directed John Wick. It's actually directed by the guy who directed Hardcore Henry. Do you remember that? No. That was that first-person shooter movie. Like, it was filmed in first-person. So that was a weird one. Yeah. So I'm actually more interested in it now. Um, but yeah, nobody, it looks like John Wick. I think that's his biggest fault, and it's his biggest plus. Like, if you wanted John Wick starring Bob Odenkirk, this is literally that. Like, it looks like that's what the movie's going to be. That's not necessarily a bad thing if you really are on board with that premise, you know? Me, I'm kind of on the fence. I like Bob Odenkirk. I don't love Bob, Bob Odenkirk. So I'm I'm interested, but I'm not, like, overjoyed, you know? I've seen John Wick. I like John Wick a lot. I like Keanu Reeves a lot. I, I like Keanu Reeves more than I like Bob Odenkirk. I think that's the biggest thing is, like, would I rather watch nobody or would i rather watch john wick i'm obviously gonna pick john wick because it has keanu reeves i just i don't know i i don't dislike it i think the trailers look good i think it could be really fun especially as kind of like a disposable action movie to watch in theaters with like a couple friends um but i think i think it just kind of looks what like what it is i can't imagine it's going to do anything besides what i think it's going to do you know but Bob Odenkirk's cool. I don't mind Bob Odenkirk. There, there is definitely worse actors. I feel like they could have cast. You know, like there's there are people I care less about. So I will take it. You know. Yeah. For sure. The director of Hardcore Henry is pretty interesting because like Hardcore Henry is a weird movie. I've never seen it, but I know of it, and it's weird. Like, who decided a first person action movie should be uh should would be a good idea? You know. And people like people apparently I've heard online like hardcore Henry gave people headaches because like it's first person in a theater. <laughs> so like yeah. it's I think this guy just really likes action movies, which I'm like, don't go for it. But like <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> um let's not make this a hardcore Henry review. Let's let's keep it going. <laughs> um nobody looks good. I do think it looks good. I just don't think it looks revolutionary. I think it'll be all right. I mean it's already out, so if people people listening to this might have already seen it and already know. If it's all right or not, but let's go to another big name movie. Uh, let's talk to Cruella. Oh, did you watch the trailer for that? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, what did you think of Cruella? I thought it looked interesting. You know, I, I thought, you know, I, I didn't really think it was a movie that like anyone asked for, but I think it's a movie that people are going to enjoy. You know. Like the one hundred and one Dalmatians, it's it's you know it's a Dis- it's a Disney classic of course, but it's one of the more uh, underrated or more hidden uh, yeah, Disney no, classics. No actively talking about how great one hundred and one Dalmatians was. Yeah, it, it, it's one of the more low key ones, kind of like uh, the Adventurers or something like that. You know, it's, it's one of the more low key ones. Um, but I think you're thinking about the Rescuers. That's it, the Rescuers. Jeez, the adventurers. The, yeah. <laughs> Generic title mouse movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, like the rescuers. Thank you. Sorry. Um, it, it, it's one of those low key movies. And uh, I, I think them exploring Cruella, the, the, the antagonist of that film, is, is a, a neat idea. Um, this isn't the first time Disney has done this because, you know, we have Maleficent. Um, 
but I, I think it's interesting because we know even less about Cruella uh, compared to like Maleficent. And I, I think that uh, it, it's, it's a movie that we didn't ask for, but you know, we got, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting when people uh, think about it. I think Emma Stone is uh, Cruella, I think. Kind yep. of. Is that, is that right? Yep, you're right. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Um, and if you're wondering if there are any Dalmatians in the trailer, yes, there are. There are three of them. Woo! Yeah. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Um, I'm not really I'm not really in agreement with you. I'm sorry. Um, I don't mean to be contrary. But I don't really know how much I want to watch a movie about a woman who kills puppies. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I think that's the biggest fault, right? Like Maleficent is just kind of, you know, she's a she's like a fantasy villain. She's a witch. She's an evil witch. She's not actively doing things that are like evil. It's more fun evil. Cruella wants to kill puppies. That's literally her thing. She wants to make coats out of baby dogs. And I don't know if I want to relate to that, you know? I don't think <laughs> I want her humanized. Because I don't want to know her complex reasoning for wanting to make puppies into coats, you know? Like, I think it's a weird idea. And the trailer is even weirder. Like, the trailer kind of gives me promising young woman vibes. It's like Joker, but, like, it, it's weird. It's like a, it's a weird Joker heist movie with promising young woman vibes. It's bizarre. I think Disney's going for their own Joker, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't even be surprised. Granted, that's a weird direction. And I'm curious to see what they do. Like, I'm curious to see what the plot entails. Like, what is it about? Like, who thought of this? Maleficent, the original movie, like that, the live action one, is just a fantasy, like, romance thing. It's not that crazy of a plot. In fact, it does kind of it it does remind you of Sleeping Beauty in terms of like the plot. It's not a very good movie, but it's definitely like very similar to the original movie. It got this a is sequel. nothing like that. What I said, it got a sequel. Yeah, right. It even got a sequel that I didn't watch. Uh, but like, this is nothing like 101 Dalmatians. This is like completely different. It's it's a completely different tone, a completely different story. So I have like no clue what it's going to be about. Like I legitimately just don't understand this movie. That being said, I'm definitely curious because of how weird it is. Like kind of similar to like Space Jam where like it looks so off the wall, I'm mildly mildly impressed. I think I think that's what's going to be the case with Cruella. Like I'm I'm mildly interested in what it could bring, you know? Like, it's going to be weird for sure. But I'm, I'm kind of interested. I'm kind of digging it. Kind of. But at the same time, I really don't want to relate to a character who kills dogs, you know? Oh, that's just me, though. I don't hate it. It's just weird. Um, yeah, any last thoughts? Mm, nope. Also, why'd they cast Emma Stone to do a British accent? I don't know. There are plenty of British actors. I have no clue why they did that. <laughs> Whatever. You know. Also, I don't remember if Cruella was British in the original. She probably was, but I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> um. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. So is there another one you want to you want to talk about in particular? Do you want me to just go to the next one on the list? Uh, be the next one on the list. Sure. Uh, let's talk about Netflix's next movie, Stowaway. 
Oh, did you watch the trailer for that with Anne yeah. Hathaway, and yeah. Tony Collette? Yeah. So it's like a space kind of survival movie about this guy they find stowed away on their on their ship and like on this rocket ship, and they run out of oxygen for they only have enough oxygen for three people, so they have to figure out a way to kill this guy. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what do you think about it? Um, well, first of all, I didn't, I did not realize that they were trying to kill the guy. Well, I don't know what they're trying to do. That's the thing. The trailer kind of leaves it ambiguous. Like you see them, they say like, oh, there's only, there's only enough oxygen for three people. So like, I don't know what they're planning to do. I thought thought they were trying to figure out a way to like land on Mars as quickly as possible. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, that doesn't seem like a viable option. And it doesn't seem like the trailer is implying that. I think it's implying that they're just going to try to continue to survive until they have to kill this guy. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Um, go ahead. Um, beans. Yeah, no, I, I, the movie looks interesting. It looks like uh, a thriller kind of film. Um, a th- yeah, very thriller film. You know, I'm going to have you on your toes the entire time. You know, very anxious. Um, but I actually really want to watch this movie. I don't know when it comes out, but uh, I think it says sometimes April, so sometime this month. Yeah, um, this movie looks pretty interesting, and I and I actually want to see it, um, because like the premise just seems really cool, um, you know, like being stranded on a ship, um, and like running out of oxygen and stuff. Um, I I think that's really cool. Um, so I'm kind of excited to see uh, the directions they take with it. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I'm on board too. Um, I'm not really as pessimistic on this one as I was the other ones. I, I'm not really big on Anne Hathaway as an actress. I, I kind of don't really, I, I guess she's never really done much for me. I've never seen her in a movie where I'm like, oh man, that's a transformative performance. You know, it's just Anne Hathaway. So like, I kind of not really big on her, but the, the, there's Tony Collette's in this movie. Tony Collette's always really good. And she's doing an Australian accent, which she never does because she is Australian, but she never does that. She always does an American accent. So it's kind of cool. I don't know. I think, I think it does sound interesting and I'm curious to see what they do with it, but I'm mildly concerned because it's just kind of, it's, it's just kind of the movie, you know, like it's such a, it's a survival movie concept and survival movies can need to be like really, really engaging to work or else they're just kind of boring. So like, uh, I hope, I hope it does well. I, I I'm on, I'm on its side. Um, I'd, I'd only heard of this because a friend brought it up in a conversation and was like, Oh, it reminds me of gravity. And I'm like, does it, I haven't seen gravity, but um, I'm curious to see what, how it, what it is and how it stacks up. It vaguely reminds me of I mother or I am mother. Uh, from Netflix, but I don't know. I, I think I think this just Netflix just makes so many movies that like when you start to see similar concepts, they kind of just start to you know blend into one another. I don't know. I'm weird. But, yeah, the, I think it looks good. I do think it looks solid for what it is, and I'm curious to see if what they do with it. Yeah, that's just gonna be my thoughts on everything. Like I'm curious to see what they do with it. That's all my thoughts. All right, Dave. Next movie. Yeah, segue. Uh, Luca. Oh we yeah, one in the in the Disney one. Um, or actually, it was, in, it was in the upcoming movies one. But we finally got a trailer for it. Uh, Dave, what did you think of the trailer for Luca? Um. Well, for one, 
um, you know, I was we we we, we touched on this before um, this movie a little bit, and back then we only had um, like that one image where it looked. Yeah, we had drawn. an image. We had like a clip from a from like a press screening. We had a clip. Yeah, yeah, it was this, this little clip, and it was like it was a press screening. Oh, it, it was some other thing. I forget what it was. This stockholders meeting. That was what it was. Yeah, yeah. And it was like it was hand drawn picture of it and i was like oh i really hope this movie is hand drawn um but it's not it's it's you know it's uh cg and that being said it is a pretty different style of cg it it's, is it's not very it's not very pixar-y yeah no it's it's not um and watching the trailer um i am not disappointed by the animation um like it, it's it has really really beautiful animation i will say um like I watched the trailer multiple times, just because it was, you know, so beautiful to just watch. You know, um, see like the the streets of Italy and the the interesting character designs and just everything. It just you know it, it looked beautiful. You know, it, it, and like like Connor said, like the style isn't something that you would get or something that you'd assume was Pixar. You know. It, it looks more, it, it reminds me of, I, I, I don't want to say, I want to say, I want to say Leica or Leica, Leica. or whatever. Uh, Leica. I don't know why, but it, it just, it reminds me just like the faces of that. Yeah. A lot of people have been saying that. Um, but, you know, besides that, it, 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 it like everything looks beautiful. I will say, um, Especially the water. The water looks really oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Disney sure loves their water. Yeah, they're they're really good at animating water. I like don't every really... other movie, they're like, "Hey, let's make the water look better. Let's keep doing it. Let's keep doing it." Yeah, like like Moana. It looks really good, in Moana. Oh, wait till you see. Wait till you see it in Toy Story Four. Jesus. And they're really? like, "Oh, let's keep keep on the water. Keep water going." Yeah, it's gonna look beautiful. Yeah, they really love their water, and they love. Are right, you still haven't seen Toy Story Four? Watch Toy Story Four. Jesus. Yeah, no, I still haven't seen it. Get on that. I do. Um, I do. It's all good. Um, I, I think it looks really great. Um, I I, I don't want to keep bringing up the comparison to Call Me by Your Name, but let's think about the plot for a second. So these two kids find out that they can turn into fish people in a town that hates fish people. So they both have to keep a secret hidden about a part of their person, about of themselves that they can't change in a town that has a bunch of prejudice towards it. Does this not sound like an allegory for hiding the fact that you're gay? I can see that. I, if there's a thing, right? I'm, I'm not one of those guys who like is constantly hunting for like subliminal, subliminal uh, LGBTQ undertones. And this might just be like, you know, because everybody was comparing it to Call Me By Your Name, which is also takes place in Italy and is about two people who aren't from Italy bonding. But if this is if this ends up being Pixar's kind of like subtle coming out movie, you know how how crazy that would make the Internet go? Like everyone would be going nuts like Jesus. And I mean, I don't I, I'm not 100 sure that's what they're going to do. Because then again, people thought that about Frozen and, you know, Frozen 2 was not about that. Um, so anything's possible. But I was thinking about it. I'm like, th there, there's a power move that that Pixar could do here that would get them so much clout from like online people. 
Like, <laughs> there's a way. But that being said, I think this looks really cute. Like, I love the animation style. I love its little, like, kind of small-town Italy feel. I think that's a really nice touch. It kind of reminds me of Coco in that sense, where, like, it has that kind of, like, very cultural kind of feel to it, where, like, it feels like its own little world. I think it's really cute. I think the animation's gorgeous, and I like what I'm seeing so far. I'm really hyped for it. Pixar is always great. Like, I keep, there's even when they're underwhelming, they're still better than average, so... I'm excited to see what they do. So yeah, I'm down. Uh, any last thoughts, Dave? Uh, no. I think we covered it. Also, I got one more though. No, no big stars. There are no big voice actors in this. Like, there's not. It's not a star-studded movie at all. Really? I was looking at the cast. There's not a single notable name. Like, there's there's a couple voice actors who are like big on TV, but that's kind of it. Which is interesting. Like Pixar is usually they like throwing in their celebrities, but they are no really restrained. Danny DeVito. No Danny DeVito. Man, I thought I thought the the one like butcher guy would be voice for Danny DeVito, but no. Very random. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's it's exciting. I'm curious to see what they do with it. Um, it will it will it probably be a coming out story? Probably not. But you never know. There's a power move to be made here. We'll have to see. Um. All right. Um. Want to move on to the next movie? Yeah. All right. So we got we're at forty five minutes. So I say we can get three more movies. What do you think? All right. Um. Then I think we should touch on the one that everyone's been thinking about, and that is Thunder Force. Yeah. Uh, David, do you want to do you want to you want to talk about Thunder Force? To yes. Because yes. I don't think anybody knows what this is Thunder Force. If you for some reason don't know what Thunder Force is, let me explain. So it has um, Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, um, you know, power tag team, might I say. Um, And uh, so from what it looks like, it looks like it is this movie where, you know, these two women get superpowers. You know, it's uh, like doing some experiments where they can give humans superpowers. Um, they both get superpowers. One gets super strength. The other gets power invincibility. Not invincibility. Invis- invisibility. Um, and uh, and yeah, it it looks like a superhero film. It because it, it, it is a superhero film. Um, and you know that's that's really all we saw. You know we saw them, you know, doing using their powers. Uh, and trying to, you know, do something good with it. Um, but yeah, this movie, um, you know, I, I don't, it, it gives me mixed feelings, you know. Um, it gives me mixed feelings because I don't, I don't know what to think about this film. Um, you know, I, I, I can, I, I totally see what they're trying to go with. Um, they're trying to have, uh, a, a more woke, a more progressive approach to superheroes um, by having um, like plus-sized women be superheroes. Like that, that's something that we haven't seen before. And, you know, frankly, is that something that we need? Is it? Is it really? Um... And you know, it, it just it Connor, what do you think? What what do you think about this movie premise? 
I think this movie is going to be really bad. I mean, <laughs> how, how crazy is that assumption? Like, okay, so here's the thing, right? First of all, I, I want to acknowledge, guess who the villain in this movie is? Take a wild guess. Who is the villain? Who Who is the guy who plays the villain in absolutely every single movie that has a crappy villain? The guy God damn, Annie. Robert Cannavale. The guy Again. Annie. Yes, Annie. I'm talking Jumanji. I'm talking... At every movie that you need a disposable villain, he is your guy. I don't understand why he does this. It's the it is literally the exact character you'd expect him to play. That's just that's its own point. Like that's its own point of contention on the movie. But even even like going back to what you were saying about like the plus size hero thing, it's not really that needed. I think the superhero concept is getting used up. Yeah. It really is. But that's not a bad thing because it's time now to not innovate with the superhero itself, but innovate with the story and innovate with the character development and innovate with the technology. Obviously, that's not what they're doing with Thunder Force. This is just a comedy. This is a straight up buddy comedy. I, I like to call them best friend wacky romps. This the just two best friend characters doing silly best friend things in a silly best friend scenario. Like, there there might be mild there'll be like mild moments where people are like oh are you guys a couple <laughs> you know that kind of thing <laughs> but like you know it's 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 like you know heat and like and the guilt trip and like any sort of comedy where there's two lead characters where they kind of have contention but mostly they're just you know silly people having fun hot pursuits another great one like or another great example it's not very good uh, like just buddy buddy movies where like these characters just go off and do stupid things. This one just happens to be a superhero context. It's it's gonna be bad. It really will. But the the the, the uh, amount of bad I think is what we're gonna really be debating on. Is it gonna be like Hooby Halloween where it's miserable <laughs> all the way through, or is it gonna be like let's be or we can be heroes where like it's charming and it's stupidity? We're really gonna have to see. Uh, this one's another Netflix movie, so uh, obviously, if when it's out, if you Netflix folk can go check it out, we'll all go check it out, and we'll love it. But I have no hope. This is going to be a really crappy movie. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think I was ever in contention. Can I feel like it's? I feel like it's. Uh, it's a movie that you go and watch with your girls. You know. It, it's, oh yeah, big, big group of girls be laughing. Oh about. yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I guess you can watch with the boys if you guys want to like romp something, you know, like like MST something, tear <laughs> apart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, do you have a movie? Uh, actually, I should say, do you have any last thoughts? I don't want to jump off the topic. This is a big, this is a big movie. So. That's, that's very true. That's very true. Uh, I, I think I think we covered a lot about uh, yeah. Thunder Voice. Um, Octavia Spencer is such a good actress. I don't understand why she does this. Yeah, I don't know why she's doing this. She does a lot of dramatic stuff, and to see her in yeah. this it was just also it's funny. funny after seeing uh, after seeing what's his, uh, after seeing Melissa McCarthy get nominated for an Oscar in 2018. This is her follow up. <laughs> like it's freaking Hoobie Halloween all over again. Like <laughs> right after Uncut Gems, Adam Sandler's like, I want to go back to Hoobie Halloween. Right after getting nominated for an Oscar, she's like, Up, oh, it's time to do something stupid. <laughs> Oh, it's not right after, but you get what I mean. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I don't know. Yeah, weird movie. Yeah. Uh, what's the next movie you want to talk about, Dave? Um, we do like one or two more. Um, Let's talk about... Mm, 
Let's talk about the the Mitchells versus the Machines. Ooh, yeah, this one's had a weird history. Uh, it originally was called Connected. Uh, it, actually, no, originally it was actually Mitchells and the Machines, and then they changed it to Connected. It was supposed to come out last year. Um, it's it's uh, another movie by the guys who did uh, Lego Movie and uh, Spider Man to the Spider Verse. Um, it's also Sony Animation, so it's ju- it's also uh, Spider Verse people. Um, and it was originally supposed to come out last year, but it got pushed back, and they changed the title again. So now back to Mitchells and the Machines, or Mitchells versus the Machines. Um, so it has a weird history. Um, it's, it's just a very odd looking movie. Uh, go for it, Dave. What do you think? Um, so it, it it looks like it's about this family, the Mitchells, um, and you know they're they're modern family, you know, technology integrated. Yeah. Always. Bones. Yeah, right. Always on the Dark phone. millennials. Yeah, right, right, right. Never really spending time together as a family, just always on technology. Um, and then, you know, technology fights back, you know? Um, and then you have to see uh, this family kind of bond together because, you know, they can't use technology anymore because, you know, technology's fighting against them. Um, so, you know, they have to save the world and stuff. And of course, they uh, they slap uh, made by the same people made Lego Movie uh, on on there on the trailer uh, to you know make you go watch it uh, because you know you like Lego Movie you'll also like this kind of thing you know? of course um, so I'm a I'm a bit I'm I I, I kind of want to watch it um, it looks kind of interesting looks very weird and i think that's what they're going for they're going for a weird movie and um just like you you can you can definitely tell um just from like the dialogue and stuff that it, it's it, it it feels like this family doesn't really talk much to each other because just like their interactions are very awkward and of course it's a, a purposely done um and i just think that's kind of funny how they kind of did that yeah. Um, all right, so I'll, I'll do quick thoughts. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because there's another trailer for this one back when it was called Connected, which made it seem like a road trip movie where, like, they focus on the fact that the family was going to go on this road trip without technology. Like, right, and, like, it was going to, the, the girl was going to college. So they're like, let's let's take you on this road trip completely disconnected so we can bond as a family before you go to college. And then there's also the robot rebellion thing, like the robots rising up. So I'm kind of concerned about that, where it kind of seems like there's two different movies trapped within the same movie. Um, so it's, that's a little weird. But I think oh yeah, they the also fact have that... Spider Verse on there, I forgot about that too. Yeah, right. Um, but that's that is also a big strength, actually. The fact that the Miller or Chris Miller and I forget who else is involved with it. Um, the fact that those people are involved with it is a plus because both those movies took ideas that you know could be failures and made them fantastic both lego movie and spider-verse had the potential to suck pretty bad but they did a great job with it so i'm confident that they know what they're doing um i hope it works out really well because like i think the animation is really nice i like this the very distinct style you can see a couple of shots in the trailer where it kind of goes half hand drawn they do they're doing some experimental things which i like that is totally up their alley. They like doing fun stuff with the animation. So I'm excited to see what they do with it. I think it has the potential to be really great. Um, but I am worried about that, like, 
stark contrast of plot thing. Like, oh, there's literally a the road trip plot and this robot fighting plot, kind of in the same thing. I'm kind of kind of worried that you're gonna get like you're gonna get kind of like a a full metal jacket situation or like a Hancock situation where like the first half and the second half are like two different movies. Um, which whoa, I, if whoa, you if Will Smith skiing? Yeah, Will Smith's the first half of Will Smith skiing is not like the second half. They're two very different movies. Um, so yeah, I think I think uh, that I worry that'll happen, but we shall see how it goes. Um, I think it could. I think it could be really good. I have I have faith in them. And also, there's a pretty funny looking dog. I mean, who doesn't love a funny looking dog? All right, you want to talk about one final movie? I think I think I know which one we got to talk about. All right. Because this one, this one boggles my mind. I cannot figure out what this thing is. And that is Spirit Untamed. Oh, yeah. The new DreamWorks movie. First of all, no advertising. This movie comes out in a couple of months, and suddenly it popped out of nowhere. It's the sequel to a movie that did terrible at the box office. And it's nothing like that original movie, because the original movie is hand-drawn and doesn't have a, a singular lead male or lead human character. It's just about the horse and is nothing like this movie. These two movies are so different. This one is clearly based off the show that came out on Netflix, but like there's still nothing's like they're nothing alike. I have no clue what is up with this. And the animation looks weirdly cheap and Jake Gyllenhaal and Julianne Moore are in it. Like I don't get this movie. It's is a befuddlement to me. It feels fake. It doesn't feel real. Um, like it's weird because Spirit is such a weird. Spirit Spirit's a fun movie. It's just very its own thing. It's nothing like DreamWorks movies. It, it's it's nothing like the other DreamWorks movies. And then this one is so much like other DreamWorks movies. But at the same time, it feels cheaper. It feels like duller. It feels less like a. It doesn't feel like a real movie. I swear to God, it feels fake. What do you think, Dave? What? What? Are you, am I just crazy? No, no, no. I, I totally agree with you. It, it really just has very little connection to the original movie. Um, first of all, uh, it does not look like there will be any birthing scenes. Um, yeah, zero out of ten. Yeah, zero out of ten. No birthing scenes. Because uh, well, it's not about the horse. It's about the girl. Yeah, exactly. Like, the original movie is literally about the horse. Yeah. It's about a horse and its journey. Yeah. This movie is not about the horse. It's about the girl. Exactly. And uh, it, it just... It just... It's dumb. It looks dumb. Because the girl... just She looks... she ha- It looks like she has no character flaws. Just from what we've seen. Oh, like a little Miss Perfect, yeah. Yeah, and like she can like do karate and she just can get out of any situation and you know, she can instantly start riding a horse, and it's just like, ah, it, it it doesn't. Yeah, it totally, it totally gives me this vibe of like a kids, a girl, a, like a little girl kids movie. Like it's, it's a movie for little girls to be inspired by. You know, be like, I can do anything. You know, yeah. Like it's Mulan, but stupider. Like Mulan had that same kind of vibe that like women can do anything, but but Mulan took it subtly and complicated, and it was really good. And this movie looks like every single kids movie ever made. It, it reminds me more of Barbie. Like it <laughs> reminds me of Barbie, and that's not good. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. 
this movie does not look very good. Uh, How did you get Jake Gyllenhaal? Do you want to hurt me? Uh, Why does this movie want to hurt me? I don't know, man. They got they got Jakey. I don't know how they got Jakey. And then I'm going to end up watching it. I guarantee it. I'm going to end up watching it. I don't know how, but I'll watch it and I'll hate it. And like, <laughs> it's, ugh, stupid spirit movie. This is such a non-DreamWorks movie. I swear. It feels fake. It feels like a straight-to-TV movie or straight-to-DVD or straight-to-Netflix movie that they released to theaters. I don't get it. Yeah. It's I didn't even think it was real. <laughs> so if you're going to do this, you better remake Sinbad too. Remake remake uh, Prince of Egypt. Remake Joseph and the you know whatever it was the 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 cloak of color. Technicolor Dreamcoat. No, that's that's a that's a play. Um no, it's it's not about a code. I think it's about like Joseph King of Dreams or something. Joseph King of Dreams. I, I don't remember. What? It was it was banking it was banking off the success of of uh Prince of Egypt. So like let's do one about Joseph and no one cares about it. But that's not the point. <laughs> the point is, like, they better start remaking their other hand-drawn movies, is basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we've got a lot of interesting stuff coming. Uh, I think that because of COVID, we've had a lot of stuff that was delayed that I think should have come out last year, that I think would have benefited from coming out last year. That being said, I think we've got a lot to look forward to. I think a lot of the stuff we talked about is more positive than negative. Um. And I think at this point we have no room to be picky. Like <laughs> it's time we get some movies out that are like legitimately theater movies. And I think I'm excited. I'm excited for a lot of these. Um, what do you think, Dave? Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. There, there are a lot of movies that were pushed back to this year and, you know, they're finally coming out. Um, and, you know, I'm excited for some of one, some of them kind of disappointed by others. Uh, we'll just have to, you know, Wait and see. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, guess what time it is? It is time for the Sagaskins. Yeah. Everybody's favorite part of the show. Yeah. So, David, how many do you got today? I have two. Uh, I may also have two. I, I, for being on spring break, I didn't do a lot. Yeah. So, go ahead. Um, so, um, first of all, I, I, I want to say that... Um, a lot of the shows that I've been watching have been going on break. Um, let me give you some examples. Like I mentioned, Jitsu Kaisen last week is going on break. You know what else went on break last week? Attack on Titan. You know what else went on break last week? Dr. Stone. Three of the shows that I'm watching all went on break last week, uh, but I wasn't able to watch all of them last week for some reason. Um, but I did catch up on some of them, uh, these past couple of days. Um, so I'm here to give another suggestion because, um, they're either wrapping up their season or they're wrapping up, um, temporarily like, cause you know, you know, how anime works. So, um, they, they kind of go on break for a couple of weeks, um, uh, about halfway through the season, um, to kind of, you know, regroup. Uh, it, it happens with every anime. It, it's pretty normal. Um, besides One Piece, One Piece runs all year. No, no breaks. Uh, but, you know, that's an exception. But we're not, I'm not here to recommend One Piece again. Um, so the first show I'm going to recommend, uh, again, uh, is Attack on Titan. Uh, Attack on Titan is on an extended break uh, on, uh, for 
season four, part two. Uh, it won't be for another nine months, I think. Um, so, you know, uh, like you, you could get pregnant today. And then by the time that Attack on Titan season four, part two comes out, you can give birth to that child, you know. Um, I hear that's how they're marketing it. What was that? I hear that's how they're marketing it. <laughs> yeah, right. So you could be giving birth to your child and watch uh, season four, part two of Attack on Titan. Um, but anyways, yeah. Uh, season four, part one was very good. I've, I've recommended it a couple times prior. Um, and I am I, I, loving it so far. I, I will say I think it's a great culmination of the last three seasons, you know, all coming together. Uh, for this final season of Attack on Titan. Um, I also will say, I really like the direction they are taking Aaron. Uh, Aaron Yeager, he is the main character of Attack on Titan. Um, You know, going into Attack on Titan, watching Aaron grow, you think he's going to be like this typical shonen-esque character you know he's always willing to fight for his friends fight fight for his right right fight for um what he believes in his dreams and stuff like that by the time he reaches the fourth season he changes so much and in in an interesting way um because he becomes so set on his goals of killing all the titans that he he's he's more than willing to hurt his own friends to achieve that goal he's become so centered with with killing and okay with killing that he's more than willing to kill other people uh to achieve what he wants to achieve and he has such a self-centered you know superiority complex and you know you 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 could see that early on in the show but you never really thought much of it you just thought that was you know kind of a basic shonen thing you know like luffy naruto goku all have kind of that uh that that kind of internal selfishness um so you kind of just assume that was part of his character um but that ended up becoming a huge part of his driving force of you know doing of like doing what he's doing right now, um, and even like is is I'm gonna go into like minor spoilers here, um, just so you know, uh, you know, a t- um, uh, Aaron has the powers to transform into a Titan. Uh, it, it's it's season one stuff. So if you haven't seen season one, go watch it. Um, you can see just how much of control he has over his powers. Like he can basically transform into a Titan at will. He used to like have to like turn to a Titan. You have to injure yourself in some way, but like he's able to do it with the minorest of cuts. He's able to easily cut himself and transform very quickly. He has very much mobility and control over his Titan abilities even season one. Um, so you get to see just how much he's grown. Um, and just 
by the time you reach season four, you you're at such a you see, you're so confused because you don't know who to root for exactly because you've you've been rooting for Aaron this entire time, and now to see all the terrible things that he's done, it, it's very conflicting because like it's like yeah, I want to root for the guy I'm rooting for for the past three seasons, but at the same time, he's not a good person. So it's it's very very conflicting, um, and that's just adds on to why I love the show even more. It's because you know it it gives you uh, kind of multiple different angles and lights to look at the show. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend watching Attack on Titan. Very nice. That was one suggestion, Wilder. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I have a lot to say about Attack on Titan. It's a very it's a very All good right. show. Very good show. Muy bueno. Yeah. Um, and the other show that I'm recommending, uh, I mentioned it before, Dr. Stone. It also went on break. Uh, I'm not sure when it's coming back. Um, I'm pretty sure it went on break. I'm like 99% sure it went on break because there wasn't an episode this week. Um, but season two of Dr. Stone is really, really, really good. Um, it continues the story of Senku, uh, the, the the scientist guy who has the goals of... Uh, oh, I forgot to mention that. Uh, if you don't know what Dr. Stone's about, it's about this guy. Not this guy. It's about, um, you know, Earth. Um, and everyone on Earth gets turned to stone magically. And uh, Senku, the main character... Uh, ends up breaking free from the stone and then um, you know with this chemical that you know dripped on his body um, and now there's the the chemical supply uh, it, it was inside of a cave right and so um, Senku's like okay I'll use this chemical to um, bring back all of humanity and so that's kind of his goal and um, he brings back this one guy who's super strong. Uh, that was at his high school. And he's like, help me uh, bring back humanity. And he's like, no, uh, I want to bring back only the strongest and rebuild humanity in my image. Um, and so they kind of rival it out. Um, uh, Senku goes his way. The other guy goes his other way. Um, and, you know, they, they kind of have their own groups, you know, the 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 city of science or the the kind of the, the team of science and the other team of strength kind of and they kind of duke it out and uh you know second season it's called stone wars so you can kind of see that you know you kind of see them duking it out back in the stone ages uh it's a really good show um if you like learning i think that it's a if you like learning about science it's a very good show um it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a shonen show, so it's like fighting and stuff, but you also get to learn a lot about science, which is really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, it's a really, really awesome show um, because you get to learn about science and you get to watch cool fighting and stuff. So, yeah, Dr. Stone. It's kind of rad. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. All right, I will move on to my suggestions. I also have two at the moment. Um, I more movies, but I'll be nice and just do one movie. Um, I got a movie and a show for you. Um, first one, 
I got a movie. And this one, David, I you absolutely need to watch as soon as possible because it is 110% up your alley. Um, I'm surprised we never talked about it. But the 1986 classic Stand By Me, directed by Rob Rainer. I've heard of it. Yeah, absolutely a coming-of-age masterpiece. It is a fantastic movie. It's about these four kids who were raised in kind of like the 50s, 60s era. They find out there's this kid who died. He got hit by a train in the middle of a forest. So these four kids decide they're going to go out and find his body. So they kind of just go on this little trip. They're, tra- they're, they're traveling together. It's these four kids. Um, and they're going out to find his body. And they and is literally just seeing these four kids kind of mingle. You see their personalities bounce off one another. You see, like, how they deal with the grief. You deal with a lot of, like, personal problems. There is some great, great acting scenes. Like, the acting four kids are phenomenal. It's just crazy because it's four kids. But they're phenomenal. There's so many. There's hilarious moments. There's dark moments. There's really, really touching moments. It is a great, great coming-of-age movie because it tackles coming-of-age such a in such a humanly naive manner. Like, it, it is literally kids having to face the fact that life is not, like, you know, it's not, like, as fun as they want it to be. Like, being a kid is great, but there is a certain limit to what being a kid protects you from, you know? And you see, like, these kids dealing with these real-life problems from the perspective of someone who is a child who doesn't comprehend it, you know, the way they deal with loss, the way they, they tackle, like how they comprehend death, the way they tell stories. They have this like naivety to them that like, it's, it's, it's charming, but there's like this dreaded wake up call. That's aggressive, like progressively getting closer and closer to them. It is so well done. Like Rob Rayner is just a absolutely mind blowing director. He is so good and making such passionately human films from when Harry met Sally to this, to princess bride. He's so good at it. And I highly recommend any movie he's done, but this one is a standard. It is phenomenal. Uh, definitely check this one out. If you've never checked it out, it is absolutely a fantastic movie. Not perfect. I think there's a couple things I wish it could have cut, but it is a really well done movie and it's super short. It's, it's less than an hour and a half. So it's totally a easy watch. It is really good. And finally, uh, I have one show suggestion. And that is, of course, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. So three came out this week. Really, really solid. I think this is probably the biggest character-centric episode we've had. Um, we've, a lot, we've gotten a lot more of the characters here. There's a lot of surprises in this episode that I'm really surprised they kept under wraps. They did a great job at hiding the cards and not like blowing their load kind of thing. Really well done. Uh, I love the action in the series. I love the references. I love the writing. It's a really smartly written show. I like how mature it is. I like how it deals with with adult topics that are a little more extreme than a Marvel movie would normally tackle. They do a great job of that. I love the references to the other movies. It is a really good. This is the third episode. I don't think it's the best episode, but I think it's up there. It's a really solid episode. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So that's, that's really all I've got. I mean, <laughs> I I spent a lot of this week just kind of relaxing, so I didn't do a lot. I watched a lot. I watched a handful of movies, but I'm only going to suggest one because I won't I won't spend 20 years on it. Uh, but thank you so much for listening, yes. guys. Any all the support you give us is great. I really appreciate it. Um, I will be yeah, obviously we'll we'll be working to try to keep you updated. Uh, I've got, we got some fun stuff planned. 
David is going to set an alarm. Yes, I will actually this- post today. Like, set an alarm or something, dude. Jesus. Like, do it. Um, but yeah, thank you so much again for listening. And I've been Connor, co-host David. And this has been the show that we have again and again titled so humorously, David. What's that C?